0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest. I go for ambition, not what? And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dogster. Presented by BetMGM. and here we go it is hour three of the daily tip for back presented by bat mgm great to have you along with us on a thursday i'm michael jenkins she is chelsea messenger coming up in our final hour we will take a trip around the nba and look at the picks and leans today that we like in the association along with a couple of clippers players who were sent home. We'll tell you why that happened at 820. We've also got golf on the schedule with the Genesis Invitational getting underway today in L.A. We're going to talk about that with Meg McDonald from the Monumental Sports Network, and then it's back to the well to find you some winners at 840. Chelsea, I got to tell you, I'm chasing today. I've had a good few weeks. Then last night, I hit the bottom of the barrel, 0-3, down in the gutter. And so today, I think I've got four picks lined up out of spite This is one thing that I do that I, this is not smart. Don't follow my lead. Sometimes someone has to set the example so that other people will not follow. And after going 0-3 last night, like, you know what? I'm going to make four bets today. I'm going to get back on the right side. I'm just going to push my luck. And it's probably not the smartest thing to do. But somebody's got to make sure that he gets crushed so that other people can say, ooh, I don't want to follow that example. And I'm going to do it.
1: Well, here's the thing. Do you like all of these bets, or are you, like, lukewarm on them? Because I think if you mm-hmm. like them, like, if you like four bets... I like them. That's yeah. one thing. But if we if we tracked units on this show, if I had four lukewarm bets, I would do, like, a half unit on each. Like, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? To where, like, they oh, don't sure. matter as much. But, like, there's a chance, you know, you go three and one or something. You know, so I think... In the grand scheme of things, where one bet like has so much weight on our show, like you are making the weight less, like the more bets you do on Uh, the show, the less each bet matters. Do you get what I'm saying? As opposed to if you're just doing one bet per day, you know, it's feast or famine.
0: No, I agree with you. I'm I'm not lukewarm. I feel fairly confident. I'm not crazy confident. But you make a good point about unit size, too. It doesn't mean that you have to go large and say, oh, I'm going three units on each one of these bets. How often do you do that? I'm curious because I generally, it's just one unit for me. And unit size can be whatever it is based on your bankroll, whatever you decide that is for you. But do you ever do half unit bets? Or do you do a little more than a unit if you're super confident? Or do you stick and stay very regimented and say no it's one unit on everything
1: no it's definitely not one unit on everything especially on long shot bets and I know we don't do a lot of those in our official plays but like if I'm Mm -hmm. doing a parlay it's five bucks you know because you know it's a lottery ticket and you know you don't need to spend a lot of money or if it's futures and if I want to put a lot of bets out there so instead of putting like you know a hundred bucks on one future You split a hundred bucks between five teams or whatever and you do it that way. So like there's all kinds of different strategies and a lot of it is just, you know, how, how strongly you feel on a bet. Mm -hmm. But for me, yeah, there's definitely cases where I go way smaller.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of the same way, especially when it comes to parlays, right? Normally Mm -hmm. I have my unit size, but when it comes to a part, I'm not going to put a full unit on A five-leg parlay. I'll just put a sprinkle on that. And speaking of, Double D, have you won any parlays lately before we talk to basketball, talk about basketball? Because Double D is a guy, I feel like, who bets parlays each and every single night. I could be wrong. I don't bet parlays every night, but some people do. Do you put at least a little bit down on a... Could be a a three-team parlay every night, or you just pick your spots? I just... I, I typically, will do, I'll typically do like major, major things like NBA, NHL, uh, men college men's basketball, and just parlay every night. Right. I parlay every day. <laughs> parlay every, I am not a parlay every day person. Are you Chelsea? I feel like you are not.
1: No, I'm not. But I will say it's something that will keep me invested in the NBA. Because a lot of times there's promotions on same-game mm-hmm. parlays where you can do like a risk-free par- uh, same-game parlay just about every night. So like I'll do those, you know, where there is a risk-free option or you get mm-hmm. like, you know, if two of your three legs hit, you get insurance on it. So you do need to take advantage of the promos because they're there. You might as yeah. well take it.
0: Well, speaking of. BetMGM has a risk-free NBA token for tonight. Matt has already jumped on that. So when you talk about promotions, that's one to look at. If you want to bet on the NBA, and we've got three games on the schedule, so we'll talk about those. Before we do that, Chelsea, the Clippers have been playing great basketball. No question about that. But on their current road trip, they have sent home two players, P.J. Tucker and Bones Highland. Why? Because these guys are acting out. They're not happy, and particularly it's P.J. Tucker who is not happy. NBA veteran, been around for a long time, came to town as part of that trade for James Harden, but he has not played since November 27th, and he clearly wanted to be moved by the trade deadline. So after the trade deadline passed and he was not traded, he posted on Instagram, quote, all this shiz is an effing joke. So when you do that, I would say that you're probably not going to stay in your team's good graces. Maybe he was talking about something he was watching on Netflix. Maybe he was watching the latest episode of true detective night country and said, I'm just, no, this is an effing joke. I'm tired of this, but he was referring to the Clippers. This probably won't affect them at all. Bones Highland has not played since January 31st. So essentially you're talking about two players who have been stuck on the bench. They're not getting any run, and they're just frustrated about it. But it's not a good sign when you're sending them home.
1: No, it's not. Um, but this is the thing with winning teams. If you have a formula that's working for you, why would you stray from it? Like, as a player, what is your argument here? When you see a Clippers team that over the last month mm-hmm. has far and away, I would imagine, had the best record in the NBA, are you really going to go up to the coach and be like, hey, listen, I know we've won like, what, 26 of our last like 30-something games, but I think we need to make a change. I think I need to be getting the ball uh, for more minutes. Like you don't really have any legs to stand on. So what's the argument here? Just because you're unhappy? Like I guess maybe the argument is, hey, can you please trade me? But the thing is, if nobody wants you, nobody wants you.
0: That's And also, what what I find interesting about the whole P.J. Tucker losing his mind, he's not going anywhere. He makes more than $11 million, or is slated to make more than $11 million next season. And it's a player option. That's his option. Mm -hmm. So there's no way he's going to say, you know what? You can just go ahead and release me, because he's not going to get that money anywhere else. I I certainly understand the desire to play. It's not all about cash, but he would be – foolish to say you know what forget about this money I'll sign for a couple million to go play for the Grizz or whatever
1: right yeah so there's always other things that go into it they're contracts but at the end of the day like this is not the way to handle it if you're trying for a player option spouting off on Instagram like can you imagine <laughs> being this guy's agent and be like oh brother here we go I was having a nice Valentine's Day dinner and I've got to deal with this nonsense <laughs> Uh, so yeah, not the best strategy for your career.
0: Agreed, Chelsea. Well, what is our strategy tonight with betting on the NBA? These are the last games before all-star weekend takes place in Indianapolis. Three games on the slate. So maybe, and I mean maybe, we can find one or two that we like. Let's start in Memphis with the Bucks are in town. Bucks are laying a big number, Chelsea. It's eleven and a half. and a half. The Bucks are minus 700 on the money line the Grizzlies are five to one total set at 223 and a half oh God as soon as I saw this game yesterday in the rundown I was like, oh baby Jesus there's got to be something else I can look at Do you have a play for us here?
1: uh I have been searching long and hard for a play on this and it's just it ain't coming yeah it ain't coming dog uh, because <laughs> if you look at both of these teams, Number one, you look at the Bucks, and maybe you could make a case for laying the number here just because this is a team not desperate for wins, but it does feel like wins are important for this team at this time just because of the rough mm-hmm. stretch that they've had under Doc Rivers. So maybe they want to go into the All-Star break with a little bit of you know momentum. But this is a mm-hmm. massive number at 11.5. So that kind of takes the air out of my tires when trying to – argue the case for the bucks on the road here but then you look at the grizzlies and you're like who's even playing for the grizzlies right now no seriously their injury report is so long and full of every single name that you probably think of when you think of the grizzlies with the exception of jaron jackson jr like he's the only big name still playing in this lineup so it's just a disaster for the grizzlies half these guys are just like splitting minutes they don't even know the true rotation right now so it's hard to make a case for either side. I guess I would lean towards the Bucks, but I don't feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I maybe mm-hmm. eventually they're just going to start out-talenting people. And they do they have done that a couple times under Doc Rivers, but do I want to lay 11 and a half for a team that and now there was a small stretch there where they held opposing teams under 100 points for the first time all season in back-to-back games. But still, they've just been really inconsistent. I think Chris Middleton is still out. They probably beat up on the Grizzlies, and I think that would be my lean. But I'm like you. Until Milwaukee puts it together and shows that they are more of a complete basketball team, then I will likely stay away. What about this game? Two teams playing on the back end of a back-to-back. we get the Warriors in Utah tonight taking on the Jazz. The Warriors laying a point and a half. They are minus 115 on the money line. The Jazz are minus 105, and your total is 237 and a hook. Chelsea, I think, I think I'm going to be on Golden State here at a spite. I had the Jazz last night against the Lakers. The Lakers without LeBron and you guys can't get it done. And by the way, the Jazz are the best covering team at home in the NBA. But then conversely here, if you're looking at Golden State, Golden State is the best covering team in the NBA away from home. Steph was awesome last night, had 41 points in a loss. Both teams looking for a dub. I kind of like Golden State, but again, this is a short slate and not a lot of games that I'm crazy about. Do you have a play here?
1: Well, also, this is a back-to-back for both teams. That makes it kind of uh, a risky business going uh, for this one. But these teams played not too long ago, and it was Golden State that won on the road 129-107. to 107. The The thing that I noticed was Draymond Green had a great uh, stat sheet when it came to the points, or excuse me, the rebounds and assists. And if you look at him for assists plus rebounds, mm-hmm. He's been on a tear tonight. The line is 14 and a half. I believe he's gone over this number in three straight. We know he is somebody who can get the boards. He's had 10 rebounds in two of the last three games, including against Utah. And if you look at the matrix uh, for fantasy points against the jazz have not been great against power forwards, giving up the third most points. And uh, I believe the fourth most assists or uh, the points and assists or what I'm looking at here. Uh, so I think there is a play on Draymond Green in some capacity. But again, it's a back-to-back. This is not something I normally want to do for player props. If uh, somebody's coming off a back-to-back, mm-hmm. usually not a spot where I want to take them. So maybe we just look at the Warriors here. Clearly they had the advantage, you know, only a few nights ago going to Utah. Maybe that's the play. Just taking a Warriors team that's similar to a Milwaukee just needs wins right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably where I would go as well. Finally, one more game on the slate, Shell. So then we get a break from the NBA and we get to focus on the slam dunk contest and the skills competition, the three-point contest, and the 550-point scored in the All-Star game. Timberwolves and the Trailblazers. T-Wolves are laying 8.5 points. T-Wolves are minus 375 on the money line. The Blazers are plus 290. Your total is a pretty low 214 and a hook. Let me defer to you. Who are you taking tonight? Minnesota and Portland.
1: Yeah, we have a real tree because these teams just played each other. Uh, A few days Mm ago, T-Wolves won 121-109 in Portland. Anthony Edwards had a massive night, 41 points, but he was a game-time decision in that game with knee soreness. Same deal tonight, so I would not be shocked if he sits for this game. But still, there is a massive discrepancy down low. We know the strength of the Timberwolves is not just Anthony Edwards. It is the Twin Towers. It's Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert going against a Blazers team that's been really bad against opposing centers. If you look at the last game, Rudy Gobert had 15 rebounds and 16 points. Carl Anthony Towns got into foul trouble. That's why he wasn't nearly as effective. But if he stays out of foul trouble, this is one area where the T-Wolves can feast. I think I'd take the T-Wolves laying the eight and a half.
0: I think I would, too, and I just worry about the Blazers' injury situation. They're not really big in the front court anyway, so I can see Gobert and Cat having – a really huge game. And plus the mm-hmm. Blazers, man, their injury report. You're talking about the Grizzlies and how everyone is banged up from Memphis. It's the same thing for Portland. It's bad when you're not a very talented team to begin with. And then you have guys like Scoot Henderson is out. Malcolm Brogdon is out as well. I think the Blazers go limping into the all-star break, much like we saw last night with the Nets, who just got pounded by the Celtics. I feel like it's not going to be that much of a Blood kicking because that was a fifty-point game, but I think the T-Wolves dominate tonight, so I will lay it with Minnesota as well. Coming up next here on the show, Tiger Woods makes his twenty twenty-four golf debut, and you know the betters are already throwing their money at him. We're going to chat with Meg McDonald from Monumental Sports Network and get her take. That is next on the Daily Tip from AQL presented by Met MGM. Stay right there. To the show on a Thursday. It is Daily Different you out presented by that MGM. I'm Jake. She's Chelsea. Coming up shortly, Tiger Woods makes his return at the Genesis Invitational. But should we care? We're going to talk with Meg McDonald from By the Book and get her take on what's happening. I mean, it's Tiger. We care. But it's always funny to me when, and this happens every tournament in which he plays, where if you look at the ticket percentage for the Genesis Invitational, who is getting more money than anyone else. It's Tiger Woods. Even He's not going to win this thing, but he's getting 8%. has 8% of the tickets right now at BetMGM. But let me ask you this, because I asked Kate yesterday, before we get to Meg, did you see the new Tiger Woods logo? The Sunday mm-hmm. Red? Not Sunday. Sunday Red. And apparently every stripe on this new Tiger logo is representative of each major that he's won. And it took me going through... Like a few times first, I kind of like, ah, he hasn't won 17 majors. Then I tried to do it again. I'm like, it's not eight. Like I was going back and forth, trying to find the appropriate number of stripes. Just how it's broken up. Have you tried this yet?
1: Oh, I haven't. I didn't know there was layers to it. I have seen the logo. I do think it looks similar to, have you heard of Slavenger? You know, the, I think it's, what is it? Tennis. That's what I first thought I know thought what
0: you're of. talking about. Well, like, it yeah. makes
1: sense. Like, a Tiger logo for Tiger Woods. So, overall, I think it's a good one. Like, it could have been way worse. Sometimes you see a logo and you're like, eh. But I do like it. I think it makes sense. And I do like that they are at least trying to do something that's, like, built into the logo. So, I like it. I think it's a good
0: one. Give it a B plus. What did you say? Is it Slazinger? Is that what you said? Slazinger? Yeah, Slazinger. All right. No, with Matt a G. Just put the G. Slazenger with the G. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matt just put in the chat. Slazengers are my jam. Which you know, I never thought I would hear that ever on this show, but apparently, it's tennis isn't it? I yes, I think so. I'm not not a big Slazenger guy, but now I know. Oh, they have you know, golf it's, it's, stuff. Oh, they do. Oh, okay. So well, they should be
1: sense. offended. They're like, we've got we've got the feline logo on on lock, you know, Tiger. But are you really gonna look at Tiger Woods and be like? You can't have tiger. Nobody thinks of tigers when they think, oh yeah, tiger woods. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. (laughs) It's over for Slazinger. They've been here for years. Nobody's saying a word tiger comes in. He drops in a logo. Now it's all about tiger. Well, R.I.P. Slasinger. He had a good run. Let's find out what we can expect at the Genesis Invitational and bring in Meg McDonald. You know her work because she is at Buy the Book at Monumental Sports Network. You got to check that out each Monday through Friday at 530 in the East. She's also a great follow on Twitter at Moneyline Meg. Meg, good morning to you. It's good to see you again. I think the last time you were here, you were giving us all sorts of information on gymnastics, which kind of blew our minds. So now we got to ask you about golf, but just as as a golf fan, how much are you excited about seeing Tiger back? Because even though he's not the golfer he used to be, there's just, there's something sort of intangible about seeing him on the course that you can't point to, but it's still Tiger.
3: Yeah, it's still Tiger, and with his new logo, it's still a flex that he has 15 stripes on the Tiger representing his 15 major championships. So I've heard a lot of critiques and criticism and breakdowns of this new logo. You'd be surprised how many opinions people have about Tiger Woods' new logo. But you know what? Who doesn't care? Tiger Woods doesn't care about your opinion because he's making money no matter what. So I think it's arguably hysterical listening to people go on for like, 50 minutes on a podcast talking about his love. <laughs> what you think he's making good money no matter what so no always excited to see tiger woods i will be betting him is it the smartest way definitely not is it the most illusional way definitely so but if you want to really bet tiger woods and lay the dollar 30 for him to make the cut only because it's a 70 man field 50 guys plus ties make the cut. And if you're within like 10 strokes of the leader, you also make the cut. So we could only have like four dudes miss the cut. If it was just Tiger, it'd be a tragedy. But I'm actually targeting Tiger in a different way. I'm betting him 23 to 1 to have a bogey-free first round. Because we know he's never going to be healthy again. He's never going to have that same pep in his step with all of the injuries that he has had to withstand for a couple of years now. So I'm not interested in him full tournament. We never know what we're going to get come Saturday and Sunday, but he's still Tiger Woods and this is his tournament and he's never won this event. There's always going to be that fire underneath him. I think he might be able to come out in the first round and have a nice little card bogey fee, bro- bogey free round on the first day.
1: Ooh. And at a long price as yeah. well. I think that's a good handicap because mm-hmm. I'm super conservative when it comes to golf bets. I don't really like taking who's going to win. I'm like, what about a top 30 or a top 20? If they just have a good tournament, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, So let's look at the rest of the field. Are there any quote unquote horses for this course? Somebody whose skills line up really well with how this course lays out?
3: Yeah, that's funny you ask that, Chelsea, because my co-host on By the Book, Cian Najad, is an incredible golf handicapper. Like, you guys should definitely try to get him on because he actually put me on Xander Shoffley at 16-1 to as an outright because Xander doesn't do, like, anything spectacular, but he does everything Mm -hmm. good. And we're at the point where we've lost so much talent to live golf that it's almost like a process of elimination. If you're not interested in a Scotty Scheffler who in this field every single week it feels like he is ultimately the best driver of the golf ball has the best approach pre- approach play but he cannot putt still i don't know what's happening and i'm not interested as 6 to 1 Pricing outright for a Scotty Scheffler who's still in a mental pretzel on the green. So Xander does everything pretty well. And again, you have these guys ahead of him like a Victor Hovland who to me isn't really playing all that great. He just pulled out last week because he wanted to work on his game. So I'm fading a Victor Hovland not really interested in a Scotty Scheffler. What do you expect from Rory? He's never a bad play, but going down a little bit, again, it's not like the longest shot, but a Xander Shoffley who has good course form is coming in and also good go- golf form as well. I mean, he has three mm-hmm. top tens and four starts in 2024. So Xander Shoffley, always a safe play. I also like a Thegala at 22 to one outright. He's been on a heater on this West coast swing, and this is the final golf tournament on the west coast before we hit the florida swing so second at the century this year fifth last week at the phoenix phoenix open he also went to pepperdine so he's accustomed to this type mm. of weather this type of golf course imagine going to pepperdine too i mean what a life as a college kid oh but 21 Gala and Xander at 16 to 1 are probably my favorite outrights and also like we're not talking massive massive units right because chelsea you mentioned the You like a top 30, like that's fine because you're getting better pricing. You're not risking a lot. So half unit quarter unit on these outrights to me is always the way to play golf tournaments.
0: We're talking with Meg McDonald, who is hosted by the Book on Monumental Sports Network each Monday through Friday from 530 in the East. Okay, Meg, so I see a lot of people getting hot on Justin Thomas in the field this week. He's first in strokes gain around the green and and sort of coming on at the right time. Is he a decent play or would you shy away from him?
3: JT is interesting because for me, I'm not interested in playing Justin Thomas right now. And maybe it's because I'm still caught up on what happened to him last year where he was playing bad golf. Like let's be so for real. I don't think he should have been on the Ryder cup team, but he's a name. He's kind of the guy he has the, he's in the boys club, right? So he's going to be on the Ryder cup team, no matter what, maybe I've been a little burned by him in the last eight months. So I'm shying away. I also don't love the, ultra, ultra popular plays. So JT is popular this year or this week. Rather Adam Scott is really popular. This yeah. week. Steve burns is really popular this week. So generally those popular guys to me, I'm more interested in fading them like Victor Hovland. I don't understand why Victor Hovland is priced as high as or low as he is rather, because I also like another play because you can actually bet top nationalities too. So the top Canadians, the top Europeans, top North Americans. I love a top continental European and I'm fading Victor Hovland because he is the odds on favorite in that category and I'm going down to Ludwig Oberg because he's been on oh. fire this West Coast swing too. He's he has a great driver, good with long irons, comfort, he's very comfortable on these types of greens. And this is the Riv is a tournament where, yes, you need to do everything well, and I think a lot of people are like, approach play, approach play, approach play. To me, it's the long irons. That's going to be the name of the game, and Oberg has some nice long irons. So, yeah, JT always a good play no matter what, I guess, but I don't like the form he had just six months ago. So if he's able to turn it around that quickly, so be it, but I'm targeting a a couple guys differently, I guess.
1: All right. I got to ask about Max Homa. Somebody who has won (laughs) at the Genesis before the hometown guy. But Mm -hmm. if you look at his last two events, hasn't been that great. So what wins out when you're handicapping? Somebody who has played well at this specific course, or if somebody has not been playing like super well as of late, are you in on Max Homa this weekend or does the recent play scare you a
3: bit? The recent play definitely scares me a little bit. I wouldn't bet Max Homa as an outright by any means with the type of pricing we're seeing at some of these Mm -hmm. books. If you really want to play Max Homa, take a top 10, take a top 20. Like, don't put all your eggs in in the basket with Max Homa. Does he get right here? There's a high possibility. This is his home course, as you mentioned. He's going for like five straight top 10 finishes at the Genesis Mm -hmm. Invitational. I totally understand why people love Max Homa this week, too. I'm not interested in the outright market. If you feel like you got to play Max Homa, he's so likable. He's so easy to root for. You want to sprinkle something. I would more so target top 10. You're still going to get plus money at like plus 150 and then top 20 a little less. But Him not making the cut last week at the Phoenix does scare me off. If you're delusional enough to think that, well, he got more rest before he hits the Riviera, (laughs) then so be it. I'm probably not one of them, but uh, I I get the Max Homo love. I really do.
0: Meg, how much emphasis do you put on golfers who have had success at particular courses like I think that's one of the reasons why I know you're not big on Adam Scott but he's a popular bet this week just because historically he's been very good at the genesis how much is that a part of whenever you handicap golf
3: I definitely put stock into that because, like, I'm a golfer, not not a good golfer. Like, I don't want to put that out into the universe, <laughs> but I do love to play golf. And I love to play courses that I'm familiar with. Like, when you're mm-hmm. standing over the ball and you know the exact yardage, that confidence hits differently. So, based off my experience, and again, I do not want to put myself into this, like, professional realm. I am not a very good golfer. But when you know a course and you know it really well and you know exact – let's say, iron selection, you know, the wood selection, you know, how hard you need to hit the driver, you know, where you can basically mess up and get out of trouble too. So I do think course history matters and it, it does affect the confidence. Like if I don't like a course, if I'm playing a course for the very first time, I have no confidence. I have no idea what I'm doing. If I can't see the pin, I don't love that. So I think course history matters based off my experience. I imagine it does based off real professional golfers experience as well, which is why I get everyone loves Adam Scott and talk about someone who is very likable. He's not going to be in your face. So I get the Adam Scott love too. And I do put stock into course history. So again, I'm not going to rip apart anyone who loves the Aussie this week by any means.
1: Okay. This is not a handicapping question, but a fun one to end on for me, at least what are you most looking forward to, to watching from tiger woods this weekend? The smack
3: talk golf is better when tiger woods is in it because he plays a mental game with some of these guys as especially the younger guys who look up to him so so much when they grew up watching tiger play they grew up watching tiger not play golf but change the game change the landscape of golf it were, if it weren't for tiger woods we wouldn't see these young guys be as fit as they were as strong as they are like look at look at rory McIlroy mm-hmm. now He's, the gun show over here tiger woods changed the game of golf and he's able to intimidate all everyone everyone's intimidated by tiger woods i think golf is better i think there should be a competitive edge when it comes to the mental game of golf and honestly like the buddy buddy thing it's cool to see too you want to see the guys get along but to me i love the competitive spirits the the hell that tiger woods brings to a golf course <laughs> every single time he's there it, you can't beat it right like golf is better because of mm-hmm. tiger woods so well, everyone swoons over him we love it but to me i love that type of fire
0: she is the host of buy the book on monumental sports network each monday through friday at 5:30 in the east also on twitter at moneyline meg meg great stuff as always and we appreciate the insight
3: yeah guys really good to see you and uh, we're only geez weeks away from March Madness bracket coming out which I love oh, so yeah, happy, happy Thursday happy to be back on with you guys
0: yeah great to see you as always and getting me excited she's so pumped oh my god but and have you seen the meme when you talk about Tiger Woods and all the prep that he does where I think it's a video and Tiger Woods says yeah I wake up every morning and then I go to the gym for an hour and a half then I hit balls for I don't know, probably four hours. I come back, I run, I go to the gym, and then right up next to that soundbite, it's John Daly. He's like, oh, I probably crushed like four or five heaters, and then I have like three Diet Cokes, and I hit the course. That's the kind of prep I do, you know, just <laughs> two very different individuals. But she's right, and then Tiger definitely changed fitness and golf, except for, you know, maybe one guy. Coming up next here on the show, Chelsea is back, and so are our best bets. It is the daily tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Gonna wrap up hour three next.
2: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the daily tip presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by MGM
3: <laughs>
2: on the BetQL Network.
0: Welcome back. Yeah. Daily Tip with BetQL presented by BetMGM. I'm Jinx, She is Chelsea. Coming up shortly, our best bets. In fact, I see Chelsea... Typing in her bets as we speak. I was going to ask you about this. And I'm actually bummed. As much as I loved the new Top Gun Maverick, and it was so good, got nominated for an Oscar, now they're making a Top Gun 3. And now I'm I'm actually, as much as I love that movie and that franchise, I'm kind of bummed because I felt like it ended perfectly. And it's so hard for a sequel to be good. And the sequel was so good. But you know how it is? Money talks, and now I feel like they're going to ruin what was this perfect ending to an original made forever, 30 years later. I'm like, there's no way they can pull this off, and they pulled it off, and now they're doing it. I don't want to see a top gun. Th- I mean, I'll watch it, which is why they're doing it, but I feel like it's going to be such a letdown. Am I being like the old stick in the mud here? When I see something that, that finishes perfectly, I'm like, ah, you stuck the landing. There's no need to go back out there and do it again it's like when jordan came back with the wizards It's like you had the perfect finish why are you doing this and now i feel like it's happening with top gun come on you know what i mean chelsea why are they doing this because they
1: know that you're gonna go watch you just said it so it's all about money if they think people will watch all they have to do is get them to the theater for one viewing like they don't need repeat trips they just need people to be curious enough to go see it. So I think that's the problem because how many sequels are we all complaining about? Like I find myself doing this too. During the Super Bowl, they had uh, the promo for the new Twister movie. And at first I rolled my eyes. I was like, God, like do we not have any original thoughts anymore? But at the same time, people are seeing these. So we're the problem. If we don't want sequels, we got to stop watching Uh. them.
0: My only hope is that Tom Cruise is such a maniac, like a true maniac. Like he'll do anything. If you've seen this, he does his own stunts. And you've seen that in Mission Mm -hmm. Impossible. They'll show you behind the scenes and in Top Gun as well. So just maybe, maybe it can be good because of that. But my fear is it's just going to turn into like a five or six movie run Whereby number six, it's called Top Guns, and it's just a bunch of dudes flying around, and there's no real storyline. I mean, Iceman's gone. Goose is gone. What What are we doing here? Ah, I'm just yelling at the sky, but I get it. I understand why. You're right. I'll watch it. I just... I just hate it when they mess with the perfect ending. That drives me crazy. Okay, I guess I'm going to move on and talk about betting here. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Andrew McGinnis, who is a pro sports handicapper. For Wager Talk, will join the crew and hand out his best bets of the day. And if you missed our conversation with Meg McDonald from Monumental Sports Network, really did a great job of breaking down the Genesis invitational and what we expect from Tiger Woods this week, if he will even compete at all. It's easy to get caught up on that segment and all the segments we do here on the show. Just download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Nice, healthy card today, Chelsea. So let's get to it. Time to place your bets. What is leading the card for you, Chelsea?
1: All right, I'm going to go to the association where I'm taking the T-Wolves, laying the eight and a half on the road at the Blazers. Important note, make sure you get the best number. Is somebody was lost by the hook multiple times over the last few weeks get the best number there's an eight and a half out there mm-hmm. all right so let's get to the handicap here we just saw these two teams swearing off a few days ago and it was blowout city 121 109 t Wolves winning that one anthony edwards went absolutely off 41 points and it's the same situation as it is today he was a game time decision he decided to play and what do you know he was just fine but even if anthony edwards does not play in this one there is a huge mismatch down low for the T Wolves against the Blazers. The Blazers have been terrible against opposing centers. If you look at the matchup uh, here, they're giving up the fourth most points to opposing centers. And the T Wolves have two really good post players in Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns wasn't even a factor last game because he got into foul trouble. If he is effective in this game, Boy, I see another blowout written all over this one. The Trailblazers have traded away most of their talent. This is a team that's in tank mode. Let's go T-Wolves laying the eight and a half.
0: Chelsea, I like that play quite a bit. Almost played it myself. Instead, I'm going back to the ash tonight. And I'm going big tonight because I went 0-3 last night. Straight garbage. Am I chasing? Yes. Hopefully, I won't go over tonight. Let's start. At the Garden where the Rangers are hosting the Canadiens, I am going Rangers three-way money line minus 155. I'm fading the halves based on the net mining of Igor Shosturkin, who has been fantastic this season, 21-12 and one. Goals against the average of 2.78. And I will absolutely fade Samuel Montembeau, who has been decent. But if you look at his splits, he really struggles on the road. Safe percentage of only 8.82. Plus, the Rangers have been red hot. They have won five straight games i think they roll against a montreal defense that allows 3.45 goals per contest that is 27th in the national hockey league rangers in regulation minus 155
1: all right back to the ice for jinx with a lot of play so we got to get going we got a big card today all A paul let's do it
0: Let us gaze upon the glorious magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters?
1: (laughs) All right, 8-Ball. Do we like the place today? Starting with mine. Going to go T-Wolves laying eight and a half at the Blazers. 8-Ball, do we like it? 8-Ball says, yes, short, sweet, to the point. We like it. How about the Rangers? Three-way money line for Jenks. Oh gosh, I'm getting a phone call. All right. Oh. Uh 8 ball. 8-ball eight says it is certain. Great. Uh yes. that's two for two. We will take it.
0: Oh, what's that, sir? Oh, you like our bets? All right. Thank you for calling. All right, we'll see you later. If you want to check out the 8-ball, if you want to hear Chelsea talk on the phone, who knows? It's all on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql. And I of course, a little mid-major basketball for you, Chelsea. I knew you couldn't resist.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Austin P on the road tonight, laying the three. This line opened at two and a half. It has since moved to three and a half in some spots. Austin P looks markedly better than Central Arkansas in this one. If you look at the last time they met up, uh, it was not close. Uh, Earlier this season, Austin P won it 94 to 71. This is the much better squad. They haven't been super great on the road. But if you look at Central Arkansas, when they've been in this position as short underdogs, they've gotten absolutely smoked in uh, most of the last uh, meetups. It's four and a half point dogs to Stetson's, uh, lost 72-63. To FGCU, they were getting three and a half, lost 82-59. to And that's the trend for Central Arkansas. They are much worse than Austin P. We'll go with Austin P. laying the three on the road here against Central Arkansas.
0: Chelsea, best of luck. All right, let's get these hockey plays out. Here we go. Let's start cracking at the Bruins. We're going under six, minus 142. You can play it under five and a half as well. Pretty simple. Kraken don't score. And they have to face one of the best netminders in the game in Jeremy Swayman, even if Lenus Allmark goes. I don't think it matters. Swayman, I think it's a call tonight. 16, 5, and 7. Save percentage of 9.92 or 9.22, I should say, and even better recently. And he faces a Seattle team. Bottom 10 in the league in scoring. They don't put the biscuit in the basket. I think this game stays under. And the Boston offense has struggled a little bit recently. So let's go under six between the Kraken's and the Ruins. Going under tonight in Chicago as well. Pens at the Blackhawks minus 160. This is juice to the under for a reason. And the trends are telling you under, under, under. Pens 30 and 16 and three to the under this season. The Blackhawks are 30, 21 and two to the under. Now, Tristan Jerry got roughed up a little bit last night against the Panthers, but the Panthers are not the Blackhawks who haven't scored more than three goals in a game since an overtime contest on January 19th. Pens hawks under six at minus 120 and finally canucks three-way money line hosting the red wings only minus 115 i know you're thinking oh the red wings have beaten the canucks five straight times yes they have but in four of those contests guess what Thatcher Demko was not in net for Vancouver. He has been just a stone wall at home this season. 17-3, and save percentage of 929. And the Knucks finally back home after that five-game road trip. I think they take advantage of the Wings, who allow 3.31 goals per game. That is 25th in the league. Let's get a dub in Vancouver. Knucks, three-way money line, minus 115. All right, let's do your BetQL five star best bet for insight, analysis, historical trends, and more five star best bets. You can download the BetQL app. And the dongster says wings at Canucks, but he is going under six and a hook and then laying three and a half with Denver hosting North Dakota. All right, dongster, whatever you say. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. And for that, we bring in Chris Matt. Chris. I was complaining earlier. They're making a Top Gun three. Is this a good idea? Can you talk me off the ledge? I thought it was so, the way they ended Top Gun. Maverick was so great. Oh, now you're muted. What? What?
1: He's yeah, still muted.
0: Go. It would He's help if Tom I turned Cruz. my mic on. There we go. It would. It would help if Must I turned the used. mic on. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> there. You go. I was making disparaging comments about the Top Gun reboot, so naturally my volume just naturally stayed off. Um, I (laughs) didn't even indulge in the new Top Guns. I still haven't. So did we even need the reboot at all, let alone now a third? No, please. If it's it's not Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, it's not Top Gun.
1: I thought it was good, though. I liked the new one. I thought I didn't give it a chance, and I thought, okay, this is going to suck, but I'm going to watch it anyway, because – Tom Cruise I feel like is one of those generational actors it's kind of like stopping everything you're doing to watch Patrick Mahomes throw a football like wouldn't you say he's a top five like action actor of all time
3: no yeah, yeah
0: well top five hmm I, yeah I guess by default he's I a think volume so. he's a volume guy that's what he is Chelsea. he's a volume guy how many Mission Impossible volume movies shooter. have there been now right I mean 37 I, i'm just saying he's a volume shooter shooters shoot and tom cruise shoots lots of movies
1: <laughs> kobe was a, have a great shooter. show back.
0: see you guys <laughs> that's it for this edition of the daily tip from thank presented by Ben and jim she's chelsea i'm jinx have a fantastic thursday we'll see you right the tomorrow
2: You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.